morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another magical, mindful Monday morning. Friends, Torch Report 337, what is being thrust into our minds? I must know, as insanity grips the masses, we need to thought consider the long-term implications of collective insanity. Friends, what a week, what a week it's been, and it's only Monday. <laughs> you know, cruising through the headlines this morning, of course, you know what's out there. You know, they got it. They got Trump, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But there, there was an instant, uh, a phrase, I should say, that, that instantly stood out to me. It was regarding a the train derailment over in Montana, which, of course, came on the heels of many other train derailments in North Dakota and Ohio and Florida and West Virginia and Michigan, Oklahoma, Alabama, Nebraska, and others all told, friends, in case you're not keeping track, there have been more than a dozen trains that have derailed in the last few months. And again, there's an interesting phrase that stood out to me. This issue has been thrust into Americans' minds. Now, anybody in their right mind has to be asking, what the heck is going on here? You know, could this be related to all of the railroad unions pushing for a nationwide strike. Could this somehow be related to the radical environmentalists trying to make a statement and boost their environmental justice agenda? You know, could these train derailments somehow be connected to the hundreds of mysterious attacks on the food supply chain? I don't know. The possibility exists that it has nothing to do with any of these things, maybe. But then again... I do believe the real revelation of what's going on here is best captured in the statement. This issue was thrust into Americans' minds earlier this year, period, end quote. You know, the issue was thrust into the American mind. That's just a, a great sentence. And you think about all of the issues that are being thrust into the American mindset right now. It's shocking. If you recall from Torch Report 329, the great global story, for the last 25 years or more, the globalists have been have been using a vision, they, they, an activist media strategy they use to drive wedge issues in order not only to make news, but to all alter the definition of what news is. Now, those are all their own words. Those are not my words. Activist media strategy, wedge issues, make uh, not only to make news, but to alter the definition of what news is. That's the, that's the great global narrative. That's their strategy that they've put on paper for two and a half decades now. And I think about that in this, in this way of thrusting ideas into the mind or stories into the mindset. It's shocking. Oh my gosh, what's going on? And out of this comes, you know, all, you know, debate and people talking about it and all that kind of stuff. According to the UN's Global Vision Local Voice Report, stemming from the Global Task Force on the Reorientation of Public Information, these efforts have resulted in the culmination of decades-long processes which have effectively produced significant changes in public perception and consciousness. Again, those are their words, these significant changes in perception and consciousness coming directly from the activist media strategies, driving the wedge issues and defining what news is. All of this has had, as we have discussed, a lasting impact on the course of policymaking from the global to the local level. And again, those are their words, not mine. But when I'm reading about these, you know, this issue of the, how these train have 
train derailments have been thrust into the public psyche, I can't help but see how this all ties in to the broader overarching effort to radically alter public perception and transform human consciousness. It doesn't necessarily seem immediately related to Donald Trump, but it is, and we'll get there, okay? Within this, we find the connection to everything else that's going on in the news today, all of which I submit to you is being perpetrated for the very same purpose. Just to take a, a little look at what's out there, I threw a few headlines in here that caught my eye this morning uh, from CBS, the severely dysfunctional Fetterman could run for president in 2024 or, or beyond. I don't know. You know, you think about this, you know, this guy, Senator Fetterman, John Fetterman, you know, he, he's been in a mental institution because he's, you know, clinically depressed and, you know, suicidal and all this kind of stuff. And they're saying, oh, you know, this guy who can't barely thread together a sentence before he went into the mental health institution. Now he's coming out. Now he could run for president. It's insane. It's 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 ludicrous. It's absurd. You know, here's a, here's a headline. How about this? The WWE, the world wrestling you know, the Roddy Roddy Piper and all those guys, you know, and the UFC, they're going to they're going to get together and combine a two twenty one billion dollar mega merger. And then also this headline here caught my eye. The king of beer, Budweiser does drag and real men protest, you know, and of course, at first glance, friends, all of this, it's just comical distraction in many and in many, uh, many ways they are. This is this is just comical distraction. But there's another angle here to consider. Okay, people see these headlines and they and they read them and they think, oh wow, that's interesting, that's cool, or or they think, oh man, this is ridiculous, that's absurd. But if you think about it in the terms of conscious transformation and and use it to try to gauge just how far we've come in that process, I think that we can see we're in the advanced stages of this fundamental transformation. And one uh, one disgruntled fan of the way things used to be tried to present this whole precipitous decline in American culture uh, visually. And I did put a screenshot here visually of the Budweiser's advertisements, 1990, 2008, 2020, and then this year with the trans activist holding up the Bud Light can. If you check out that screenshot there, hey, friends, if you're listening on the podcast platform, please know you have to go to thetorchreport.com to get all the goodies, including this nifty screenshot of the past Budweiser advertisements. Some are more enticing than others, the least enticing of which uh, really capsulizes and captures the essence of cultural decline. Friends, take a look at it. It's 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 as funny as it is disturbing. But the point that I want to make here is that these people are seriously ill. They are mentally detached. They are fully consumed by the collectivist psychosis. And those who are lining up to support this current insanity are clearly not thinking for themselves. Indeed, friends, their ability to think logically has been systematically destroyed. The logical warfare that we have discussed at length. It's all coming to fruition. Evil is coming home to roost. And when we consider everything that has been thrust into the public's consciousness over the last several decades, all of this insanity starts to make sense. If you think about each issue as a wedge, that's being used to drive division among the American public. All of this, of course, to facilitate a cultural revolution via the delicate task of helping people become dissatisfied. Then the role of all of these current absurdities becomes clear. They are seeking to divide and conquer us all. And that is precisely what they are doing. 
And of course, at this point, there's really no greater wedge issue than Donald Trump and his forthcoming indictment. You know, it's all it's all the rage. We're going to be hearing about it all week, you know. And I, I believe that this is actually intended to serve as an incitement to civil war. I really think they're pushing that, you know, whether they get their war or not. The smoke and mirrors of the whole thing, this whole shit show political circus serves as a perfect cover for all of the other illegal, unethical shenanigans, you know, all the acts of the corrupt political establishment that, you know, nobody's talking about because everybody's talking about Trump. Now, it also serves to distract Trump's indictment serves to distract Americans from the fact say that the Chinese spy balloon was flying over U.S. You know, sensitive military sites in figure eight patterns, capturing intel and transmitting U.S. secrets to Beijing in real time. That's happening. Okay, no, but, you know, and right on cue, of course, the government officials, you know, the official reports are out there saying, oh, this is, uh, that, that, come on, you know, that's not very important. They're just out there downplaying the significance, you know. But alas, my friends, even this issue is a mere distraction. The bigger issue that we face as a country is the utter disregard and complete destruction of the rule of law. That's the big issue here. The Lieutenant Colonel, now, I, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, I don't know if you guys know him, read his articles. He's a great, he's a very brilliant man, constitutional conservative, combat veteran, executive director of the American Constitutional Rights Union, and a former member of the U.S. Congress. And he is spelling it out like this, this whole destruction of the rule of law. He says, and I quote, if you dislike Donald Trump, that is your right. However, if you dislike the rule of law that is supposed to govern these United States of America, then we have a problem. We have entered a new era in America. The progressive socialist left has no regard for the rule of law. They only care about the right to rule. The Constitution does not bind them. They only adhere to Solinsky's rules for radicals. They do not want unity. They demand abject conformity, subjugation, and subservience. Leftists do not want political opposition. They want no obstacles to their rule, and those ends justify their means. I will say it, and it is not hyperbole. If the American left could just line their political opposition up against the wall, they would. Period. End quote. Wow. Now that's calling it like it is. Thank you, Colonel. I appreciate it. Now, that said, friends. If you know, if you've been with me for a while, all you know, rules for radicals, the ends justify the means. You know, this is not unfamiliar. You know, this should be sound very, you know, this is well, it's exactly what we were talking about. These are commie tactics. And there are are a growing number of people who are beginning to see this for what it is, a communist revolution. The commies are taking over the world. <laughs> you know, but too few people are willing to openly talk about it. Instead, the issue is made to be about Trump which conveniently keeps the wedge issue front and center while a revolution continues to advance. It simultaneously feeds the violent MAGA far-right-wing extremist narrative, and it sets the stage for a false flag event, which can then you know, become a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's all kind of like how the FBI infiltrated and planted evidence inside the Proud Boys chat room, which then led to the unlawful arrest of innocent people. 
who have now been held as political prisoners in the D.C. gulag for over two years and counting. But never mind all of that, friends. They're going to arrest Trump. They're going to arrest Trump. You know, House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan rightly points out that Trump's indictment is really about going after anyone who opposes the left's agenda. But ironically, he does so without making any mention of the J6 prisoners. He goes on, he complains about the DOJ and the FBI and other uh, agencies, weaponized federal agencies, interfering with U.S. elections. And he's threatening to defund these agencies, but he's not addressing the larger issue. Says Congressman Jordan, quote, I'd really like for the government just to stay out of the election process. 2016, they spied on his campaign. 2018, the Mueller investigation. 2020, they suppressed the Hunter Biden story. 2022, they raided his home 91 days before an election. And now 2024 election, the leading candidate for the presidential nomination. They've indicted him. Jim Jordan says, just let we the people decide who we want to elect and stay out of the election process for goodness sake, period, end quote. And you know what, friends? I like Jim Jordan. I especially appreciate his efforts to shine light on the corrupt weaponization of federal agencies. But it does feel like he's just kind of playing the game here. Have there been... Any concrete results come out of any of these investigations? What has been done for the J6 prisoners? And why isn't he talking about that and making that central to the conversation right now? Friends, I have an honest question. Do you think there will ever be any accountability? And if so, how so? How do we hold corrupt attorneys and politicize federal judges accountable? Are we going to take them to court? Are we going to sue? You know, these people are the so-called justice system. And at this point, I believe anyone who thinks there is still equal justice under the law is woefully ignorant. And I would say willfully ignorant on top of it. And at this point, friends, is there any doubt that America has become a full-blown banana republic, as I've been repeatedly pointing out. And now there are other people who are slowly coming to the same conclusion. And I read here an article, friends, this article came from, uh, came from over at townhall.com. Is America officially a banana republic? Americans are seeing the weaponization of the legal system before their very eyes. This is what happens in third world countries, not here. The party in power for the first time in the nation's history has indicted a former president of the opposition party who is actively campaigning to take back the White House. This is unprecedented and despicable. There's no coming back from this, period, end quote. There's no coming back from this. And I thought, wow, welcome to the party. Friends, this is the Great Reset. There was never any chance of going back. They've told us that repeatedly, almost ad nauseum, you know, just to remove any shred of remaining doubt lingering in the public's mind. This is a fundamental transformation. This is an incredible transition. Don't lose sight of that bigger picture, friends. All of this is for the greater good. We're going to save the planet through the merging of public health and and planetary health and, and, and the one world order. Ultimately, the new world order, friends, global governance, digital currency, all of that stuff. It's all for the greater good. But that's what's happening 
behind the smoke and mirrors, behind the curtains. And for all of this to happen, for the Great Reset to complete, be complete, America must fall. Because America is racist and bigoted and homophobic and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The best way to bring down our once great nation is to divide and conquer, like I was saying. You know, it's united we stand, divided we fall. And I believe at this point, the process is nearly complete. Trump is the tip of the wedge that's being used to drive the final split and splintering of Americans' perceptions. And I want to just like to get to this point. And again, friends, I know, oh my gosh, I know even in the listening audience, you know, there are many people who stand on both sides of this issue. Okay. And I've talked about this a lot. <laughs> and, but I want to share a few, a few, five headlines here that I think really kind of point to what I'm getting at. Number one is a poll out of CNN that says the majority of Americans approve of Trump's indictment. And I want to say that's the majority of Democrats, independents, and uh, a good, healthy chunk of Republicans. All right. Now, another article here linked to the report today, Trump indictment pulls DeSantis leaning Republicans back to the MAGA fold. Okay. So we see, oh my gosh, the majority of Americans from all these parties, they, they, they don't want to touch Trump or the 10 foot pole. Trump's, you know, orange man, bad Trump arrangement syndrome, you know, lock him up. Okay. You know, and, but this indictment is pulling some, you know, Republicans who are, you know, they were going to be civilized Republicans and they were going to go with Ron DeSantis, but now they're coming back to the MAGA fold. And then the next article here, GOP divided on how to handle Trump's indictment. That would be the GOP establishment. How are they going to handle this? How are they going to spin it? How are they going to message it? You know, how are they going to fundraise off of it? Next article, Trump indictment creates expectations of complete and total mayhem. Really? Do you think that there's going to be complete and total mayhem? Or do you think they're just creating the expectation of that to plant, say, a false flag, for example? Uh, final article here. I'm going to share Trump's indictment fuels global concern over U.S. politics, global concerns over U.S. politics. Aha. Got it. Check. File that one away, friends. But can you see what's being thrust into the public's mind here? It's chaos. It's confusion. It's division. The GOP is divided. The left is in lockstep. The law is the weapon. The government is the enemy. And what are we to make all of this? <laughs> you know, make of it all, friends. I don't know. Glenn Beck was out on public television talking to Tucker Carlson. And he was claiming that this is all a deliberate effort to inflame the nation, claiming that Trump's indictment means war, currency collapse, and a virtual police state in the U.S. by 2025. Do you believe it? I think maybe he's piggybacking on Bill Gates' prediction that we're going to have a hung election and a civil war. But isn't that the, the idea that's being thrust into the public's mind? We're, we're on the verge of chaos and impending doom, collapse of society, collapse of economy. It's all there, and it's all stirring up all this confusion, and that heightens the suggestibility that allows them to plant the seeds to shift the public consciousness, to accept the global tyranny that comes with global democracy and solving all these problems from the global level. Friends, Glenn Beck also believes there are 100 million people who are willing to walk through fire to reclaim our country from the corrupt political establishment. 
Over 100 million people, he says, will, are willing to walk on glass and walk through fire to reclaim our country from the corrupt political establishment. That would be a sight to behold. But I wonder, friends, are there that many people who care? Are there still that many Americans who are willing to walk through fire in order to reclaim our country? What do you think, friends? I believe that only time will tell. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart and click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with someone, share it with anyone, share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical maniacal Monday, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. 